It's the Dogcast, episode number 446. Biggest game of the year so far. Dogs take on Auburn in Jordan Hare. We've got everything you need to know about the big game this weekend. Dog fans, it's the Dogcast episode number four four six. It's the Auburn pregame show. Me and Old Dog are back in the bunker, and we are ready to talk about what it's going to take to beat these Auburn Tigers and the Plainsmen and the War and Eagle. the War Eagle. <laughs> Old Dog. What do you think? I've already foreshadowed what I think about Auburn in the last show, you know, so uh, I'm kind of wondering, I want to get a fresh, hot take on the game this weekend. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think we're going to, I think we're going to win. I think it's going to be closer than you think it's going to be. But, you know, Auburn, for some reason, and I really don't understand it, is kind of like the the third media darling team. Uh, you know, you got Ohio State, which is always a perennial number one. They're always the media darling, followed closely by the Oklahoma Sooners. Yes, uh, of every year, those are the two best teams until proven wrong. Yeah. Uh, and for some reason, you know, it was like this year, all the hype was on Auburn because they got this uh, quarterback that sat out a year out of Baylor, and he was going to be the final piece that actually, you know, fit into Gus Malzahn's, you know, offense that, you know, apparently when it's running right, nobody in the world can stop. It just hadn't run right in uh, quite a few years. Uh, you know, I mean, he's a, he transferred out of Baylor, which was a dumpster fire. I guess that was a good thing. But, you know, the best quarterback – to run uh, Malzahn's offense that they had was that kid that we threw off the team from stealing from his teammates, and he was a defensive back. Yeah, so I'm not, so I'm not real. Yeah, so I'm not real sure, you know, for how quarterbacking skills, you know, play into it. And you know, it just it, it's one of those things. Again, it never seems like we get the respect that we need to against Auburn. I mean, we have beat them seven out of the last nine times we've played, whether we've been the favorite or or not. Uh, you know, last year I think they were number ten in the country. Yeah. You know, when when we took them down, so it's uh, it, it's always been a little bit of a quandary to me. Auburn's going to play us tough. These kids know each other. Uh, you know, Auburn recruits Atlanta area heavy, just like we do. A lot of these guys have played high school football, and quite frankly. You know, up until Kirby got there, uh, Auburn a lot of times beat us out on a lot of the uh, talent coming out of Atlanta, especially on both sides, or especially on the line, on the offensive and defensive line. Uh, looks like we've changed that around a little bit, and uh, I think it's going to be a great game, another CBS game. Got a CBS game after that against Kentucky, four CBS games in a row. I know. It's when crazy. was the last time that has happened? Four I mean, it's 330 just, games. 
Absolutely. It's just craziness. And and not a noon kickoff yet. Uh, no, you're right. I, I, I don't know, man. I, that's you know, the, it, we, we're reaching we're reaching new heights. Uh, it, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a dogfight down there, though. Uh, I I think maybe we we held off a little bit, maybe didn't show all of our best stuff uh, that we had against South Carolina. I think if we're going to we're going to stop the run, uh, nobody runs on us. But we're going to have to get pressure on their quarterback, that, that, without a doubt. There's no doubt. There's there's three keys to the game, and they're all the same thing. Pressure on Stidham is the key. Uh, you know, they lost to Clemson. Clemson sacked this kid. Now, this is earlier in the season, but Clemson sacked this kid 11 times. Uh, right. LSU beat him and sacked him three times, right? So uh, pressure on this guy is the key. It is the only key to victory. I mean, people say run the ball, stop the run. Those two things, those are going to happen automatically. We are absolutely going to we're going to run the ball and we are absolutely going to stop the ball. And I'll tell you, you talked about the game uh with Nick Marshall. You know, they've beaten us twice in the past 11 years. And in those two games, they had a super electric quarterback. Well, let me rephrase. Not an electric quarterback, but they had a quarterback that could really run. Nick Marshall and Cam Newton were guys that could really, really run. Now, this Jarrett Stidham guy, he can run, but he's nothing at all. He's not even a, he is an order of magnitude less than Nick Marshall and Cam Newton. Oh, without he, a doubt. He does not have the wheels that those kids had. And I'll tell you, those magical unicorn years when Auburn did beat us they were very very run heavy they were dominated by quarterbacks that could run they had running backs that could run this year they're much more balanced and I actually think that makes them less dangerous to us because we are going to be able I believe to shut down the run and I don't think they're quite good enough to get it done just with the passing game they're running backs are they have one good feature back. They have one freshman back that has like 300-and-something yards on the season. Their offensive line is completely chopped up, reformed every week. They're getting two guys back who've already come back but then had to sit down. We don't know exactly how strong or durable those guys are going to be. I'm not a believer in Auburn's offensive line to run the ball or protect the quarterback. And I think we're going to be able to get it done, old dog. I think we're going to be able to stop the run and be able to pressure Stidham. I'll take it. I do think the game's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I'm not saying that at all. But I do think we're absolutely going to win. I'm not. I'm not that concerned about losing. Well, and, and I mean, I think we're going to win too. I think it's going to be a, a closer game than we're used to. Uh, Matter of fact, I'm going to go out there 28-20. Uh, they're going to kick a couple field goals and score a couple touchdowns on us, but we're going to score more. Uh, I think it's going to be close in the first half. Uh, you know, we might even be tied up with them going in at halftime. But I think, and you mentioned it with their running back, but just basically all over, our our depth is going to show in the second half. And I'm telling you, when you can literally put in – We've got five running backs. We've, uh, you know, they can come in. 
Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Brian Harrion, but, you know, he seems to get in there as, as the fourth man before Holyfield goes. But I think our depth, especially at running back and on our defensive line, is going to make the difference in the second half. It's going to be one of those games where it's going to be a slugfest, but we've got more sluggers and we're just going to wear them down. And we're going to take control of the game, much like we did against South Carolina. We're going to get a lead, and then we're going to dominate the ball on drives of seven and eight minutes. I totally agree. I'm going to go out there. I think I'm going to give us one more field goal. I'm going to give them one less field goal. I'm thinking 31-17. I hear you. I, I would love it. But it might, I be, would it love might it. be something on the order. It might be, uh, it might be uh, who knows. I mean, I think it'll be close to halftime, like you said, but I think our running back, I just think we're going to grind them down. They're a little bit better. They're just a, a sexier South Carolina, right? But they're not that much sexier. Hell, they they got killed by Clemson. They lost to LSU. I, I don't, I just don't think they, I don't think they've been tested. I don't think they're good enough to hang with us for four quarters. No, I don't either. And hey, they got freaking Trey. They got freaking Trey Matthews playing for them. How damn good can they be? How good can they be if Trey Matthews is playing for them? Yeah, this is. Hang on a minute. Damn old dog is dying. Ah, I'm near death here. No, I'm. I'll be okay in a sec. <laughs> you brought up Trey Matthews, and I swallowed wrong. <laughs> uh, there we go. It's coming back. All right, you want to pick her back up? Sure. Or have you just been recording this and oh, it's just recording it everything? Out, but I'm oh, okay. Only I know what I'm going to leave in, right? I'm going to say you might want to leave it in for fun. But, you know, and you mentioned Trey Matthews. A, one of the, one of the causes of the miracle loss down there before he went over there. And isn't this like his eighth year in college? I'm telling you. Hey, I saw a thing the other day. Some damn reporter said, uh, talking about that game, and he's like, well, you know, he said, a lot of people say Trey Matthews is playing for Auburn now, and that's like a thing we should know. He goes, it seems to me Trey Matthews was already playing for Auburn back during the Nick Marshall game, right? Exactly. Hell, hell he might as well have been already playing for Auburn. He sucked back then. He's still And didn't he and wasn't he teamed up on that play with that kid that was all world that ended up going to Louisville, but yes. uh, uh you know, we had to have him or the program was or we probably would have just quit playing football if we didn't get the guy. Absolutely. Yeah, the delightful. And I can't even remember what his damn name is. Is, it, is I believe it's Shaq Wiggins. Either Shaq Wiggins or Josh no, it wasn't. Clemens. Josh Harvey Clemens, that's it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was, you know, he was all world. All three of those guys are just damn delightful. All three are delightful and and, and really, really, really mediocre football players. But anyway, um, yeah, Uh, you know, Trigger Trey's been playing for Auburn for a damn long time now. And, uh, I mean, hell, he's on the Lawyer Tillman plan, right, when we get right down to it. Exactly. He's definitely on the Lawyer Tillman plan. (laughs) So, um... The whole deal is Auburn's quarterback is vulnerable to pressure. He's not very good under pressure, and I believe Auburn's offensive line is it's they're vulnerable to give up big pressures on the quarterback. Exactly, and and I also think we kind of ran a plain Jane rush four people against South Carolina. I think we're going to see some uh, 
some interesting blitzes and a little more exotic uh, ways to get to the quarterback against Auburn than we did uh, last week. Sure. I think, kind of I think Mel Tucker's going to going to dial it up. This may be his, his Broyles award-winning game. We just don't know. Yeah, he's going to dial up some twists and some shit that you haven't seen since Notre Dame, right, since the South Bend game. Because we were definitely able to get pressure and bottle up Wimbush. And uh, I think uh, I think Tucker's going to do his thing again. Because like I said on last show, Tucker and Smart, they know Auburn and Gus Malzahn hell, way, way better than they know Paul Johnson and George Tech. Exactly. And I'm just not worried about Tucker not being able, over four quarters, like I said, I'm not saying that Auburn's going to, we're going to, I'm not looking for 42 to nothing, but uh, I believe Mel Tucker and his defense are going to be able to get it done faster than Auburn's team's going to be able to get it done. Yeah, no, I I agree with you on that. And I think it's going to be a game of attrition, and I think we're just going to wear them down. One other thing I think is going to be really important is it's going to be really important that we limit mistakes. This game is going to be closer, and I'll tell you, a couple of damn inopportune turnovers, a couple of really crappy times penalties could really make a difference here, especially with the crowd getting into it down in Jordan-Hare, because you better believe Auburn's fans remember what happened to them in Athens last year, and you better believe they know what's on the line, both for us and for them. And we cannot afford any mistakes. We don't need any blocked punts. We don't need any successful fake punts to go against us. We don't need anything to keep their fans believing any longer than we have to. Oh, you're you're absolutely right. We need to come out and we need to dominate as best as we can. And, I mean, for them, this is an essence, this is a playoff elimination game for them. Not that they have a great shot at getting into the playoffs, but if the unthinkable did happen, they were able to beat us, then they could roll into that Alabama game with a shot to get back to Atlanta to play us again. So what we need to do is just squash that shit right off the bat, go ahead and eliminate Auburn, and uh, keep that train rolling down the track uh, to the big matchup with, with Alabama and Atlanta. That's a true story right there, my friend. True story. I'm telling you, I'm excited, man. I'm excited about this 3:30 game. I tell you, do you know anybody that's going to Jordan Hare this weekend? I, I got a few friends that are say they want. I've got a couple of folks that are going down there. I've had, uh, you know, I went down there during the '80s. It was, uh, it, it's a, it's a magical place. To win, I remember getting out there and and gatoring on the fifty yard line after we took them in uh, in in the in eighty one, uh, or maybe it was eighty. Hell, I can't remember. I guess it was the eighty season. On that, you know, we beat Florida and then we came right back against them. And that's one thing too that has changed that I think has really helped us even up the series and actually go ahead. Uh, you know, used to be for the longest time we played Florida and then bam, we were, and Auburn was the next game. And those are probably your two biggest rivals back to back. And, uh, that'll take a toll on you. It's tough to get up emotionally two weeks in a row. Uh, you know, as much as I like to, to tease and, you know, say stuff, you know, these are kids and they should have no problem getting up for a game. You know, you get up, you get up for the Florida game, and then you got to turn around and and give give your all one more time against 
against Auburn. So I think having a game in between, in this case, so it was South Carolina, but usually it's a patsy, has really helped a lot, too. No doubt. That was a big change that uh, Vince Dooley was able to push through, um, you know, in early in his tenure as uh, Georgia's AD, and I think that really – I think it did make a difference. One of the things Dooley says he's most proud of, you know. So um, I, I think that was a big deal as well. And I think the kids – I told you, I felt like the fans took the damn week off. I don't think the players took the week off last week. But I definitely think our intensity was a little bit off, right? And it's okay because, you know, like I said last week, you can't have your A game every damn week. You just said it yourself just a minute ago. But the fact that we didn't have our A game last week, I think bodes well for the fact that we will have our A game this week. Well, I think so, too. And, you know, and you have to look at last week, too. It's And, again, you get down to this time of year – and it just seems like almost every game is a rivalry game. And But the South Carolina, and as far as a rivalry goes, the Georgia-South Carolina game means more in a rivalry sense to South Carolina than it does to us in the pecking order. I mean, I would probably say, you know, we are probably number two on South Carolina's list of rivals next to Clemson. Clemson's sure. one. We're two, and I would say that probably Ed, for us, Carolina's either three or four. Florida's one, Auburn's two. I would probably throw Carolina in there at three, and then Tech number four. Although you know, I can I can really work up a good hate for Tech, you know, during you know the week before. <laughs> but you know, I would maybe and maybe Carolina and Tech are like three A and three B. I'm not sure, maybe. but. You know, they're in there. So, again, I think probably South Carolina came out playing for a little more intensity. Uh, just, you know, and again, you know, they were looking for some respect because they hadn't been getting a whole lot. And, uh, you know, they, they gave us our, they gave, they gave us their best shot and we beat them probably playing our B game. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, uh, I think because we had the B game last week, it bodes well for us having the A game this week. You know, Gus Malzahn is one and seven against top ten teams at Auburn. Top ten teams have beat him seven times. He's only won once. And boy, sounds like a sounds like another coach that we know all too well, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, sir. That's the point I'm about to make. Like I told you guys in the last show, I believe that there's a lot of people in the around on the fair loveliest village on the plain that are starting to talk about what is the ceiling for Malzahn, right? What is he possibly capable of in his tenure? So um, I, I, I don't know. It would not be good. If he loses to us in Alabama this year, he'll be 0-8 in the last four years. He'll be big goose egg for an entire playing class four years in a row. No wins against Georgia or Alabama, and you know, and maybe they're cleaning a the little house because you know they're they're athletic, or, or maybe there's a whole lot more coming out of this basketball scandal than we know about too. Uh, you know, and that who knows where that's gonna where that's gonna take it. You know, because basketball players are not the only athletes that wear shoes, even at Auburn. <laughs> but uh, 
you know, you've got a situation where you've got the, the athletic director has said he's going to step down in June and then they can find a replacement. He's out of there before then. You got Bruce Pearl, who basically just dug his feet in and said, hell, I'm not cooperating with anybody. Right. <laughs> you know? my <laughs> exactly. You know, so, so that tells me there's definitely some dirt there. It's just, you know, are you going to be good enough to find it? Right, exactly. I don't think you know. I know. You know. I know where the bodies are buried, and I ain't telling you. So you better get out the cadaver dogs and start sniffing. Man, I tell you what, that's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, And, you know, Tommy Tuberville is trying to get the damn AD job as hard as he possibly can, which I think is pretty damn hilarious. Absolutely. And the one thing else, you know, that that you can definitely say about Auburn, if if they take a little dislike to you or whatever, uh. You know they they do not hang on to a coach hoping for hoping for better results. They do not. I mean, you know, Gene Chizik was what two years removed from a national championship, and he's on the and, and he's in the ESPN booth. Yeah, that's one thing we maybe Georgia could learn from them. I mean, hell yeah, they fire your ass first and ask questions later down at all. Exactly. <laughs> they, do, they don't. They they do all, they do all their question answering. During the autopsy, they do not try to examine the patient. No, exactly. And I mean, two things that I will say I like about Auburn that, that I wish we, you know, one is is when they when they see the the wheel starting to fall off, they take care of it quick. And the other is, and, and I still take my hat off to them as much as I dislike Cam Newton. I like the way they handled that because they said, you know, if our boy says nothing went wrong, nothing did, and we're playing him. And, yeah. uh, you know, we know what happened in the Todd Gurley situation. Yeah, you know, in the A.J. Green situation and uh, yeah. so on exactly. and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Man. you know, I don't, I don't like bending over and being the recipient. Not when the NCAA is involved, because the NCAA is a bunch of incompetent assholes. So exactly. who cares, right? Who cares what they think? They're stupid idiots. But anyway, hey, I digress. Dog fans, yes. big game this weekend. Dogs are going to win. Don't worry. Don't sweat it. We're a one-point favorite. We are going to cover that spread. So just relax. Get ready. Head down to Auburn if you want. If you feel like it, if you're up to it. Personally, I'm not going. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to build a fire. I'm going to eat some buffalo wings and drink some free beer at the uh, the old Ponderosa. And, uh, you getting you getting those wings? Get getting the uh, original hots from Chiefs? I'm getting the original hots. That's exactly right, brother. The greatest <laughs> chicken wing of all time. So um, yes, sir, buddy. I'm ready for some big time football this weekend. And uh, there's a lot of good football on this weekend. Uh, oh man, there is. There is. I mean, the TCU Oklahoma game is going to be good. We Miami, got the Fighting Irish. We got the Fighting Irish coming in to to play our boy Coach Rick down there at Miami. Yeah, you want to uh, call a winner in that game? Who do you think is going to win that game? No, oh, I think I, I I think the Fighting Irish are going to take take them to the woodshed. Yeah, yeah, it's about time. I've thought for a while now, for two or three weeks, or four or eight weeks. Hell, who knows? Well, right? I, I thought Virginia, I thought Virginia Tech was going to give Miami a dose of reality and didn't. So, you know, I will say my hats off to, to them, but I don't. They're not going to do it two weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be tough for them. But, uh, dog fans, that's gonna about do it for us. I mean, there's, we're, we're, I'm anxious to see the game. Not a lot to talk about before. It's the same old story for Georgia. Uh, they are not giving us as much damn 
I wish they'd give us a little more bulletin more material. Trey Matthews talking about what a good quarterback Fromm is. I need some guys talking shit about Fromm, right? Well, that's what motivates him. We need some guys to throw up some shade on uh, Fromm so we can get him really good and lathered up. But it's all the same old story, guys. We're going to run the ball, we're going to stop the run, and we're going to let the chips fall where they may. Absolutely, and that's what we need to do. I mean, we don't need to change our formula one bit. Uh, you know, we're we're undefeated, and uh, we're going to stay that way. That's it, buddy. Call us, guys, at 706-363-0210. We are the first, the only, the original, the best, the biggest Georgia football podcast, the only podcast that can make you wear a damn groove in the screen of your phone trying to hit the update button to see when the new show comes out. We appreciate you guys. We are by fans and for fans. We are here for you. Hell, we certainly aren't here for the advertisers. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Hey, throw throw us a dollar and buy a cup if you're so inclined. These 2017 SEC East Championship season cups are going quick. So if you'd like to buy a cup, hit the website up at dogcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter or, uh, yeah, Twitter, at Dogcast. Email us at dogcast at gmail.com. Tell Old Dog what you think of him. Give us a question to ask for Isaiah's dad. Once the season's over, we're going to – or maybe before the season's over. I don't know. we got to get past this Auburn game. But I feel a Old Dog Isaiah's dad uh, summit coming up here, right? But I think we're going to go undefeated, so I don't know what they're going to talk about. But we'll Man, that would be good. And – and I, this is totally digressing, but I am going to throw a little something out there for, you know, some of the younger listeners that still may be in school. I think a very good career path right now, if you are into theater at all, would be to get that degree, become a male actor. Because what it's looking like is after about another year, there is not going to be a male actor in Hollywood that's going to be hireable. Because <laughs> they are all in trouble for sexual harassment. Every absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, that it is. They are cleaning the slate, and I think it's going to be wide open. Oh man, that's not a bad, not a bad point there, buddy. Dog fans, look, dog fans, look at the news you get on the dogcast. Right, we talk about everything. I mean, hell, old dogs giving out damn career advice to you young pups, man. All the news you need to know, we cover it here on the dogcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Old Dog, take us out of here, man. It's time to get ready and play the War Eagle Tigers men. Well, you know, it is it is a the, – the series is close. Uh, we've beaten the Plainsmen, we've beaten the War Eagles, and we've beaten the Tigers, and we're going to beat all three on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be a great game. It's what football is all about. I mean, these are two – we started playing these guys back in 1892. Uh, you know, oldest it's the deep south, the south, oldest rivalry, the south's oldest rivalry. Hell, it may be the – it may be up next to – outside of the – outside of the – the Northeast, the oldest football rivalry there is. We know it's bigger than the West. I mean, this is what it comes down to. This is brother on brother. This is almost a civil war. Uh, it's the great state of Georgia against, uh, you know, the hillbilly state of Alabama, and we are going to beat them down. Go dogs. <laughs>